Here's a weird music show. Oh, speak up, Josh! Hello, Gregory. <laughs> this is your conscience. <laughs> it has been too long since you have posted a, lo- a weird music show. So I'm told. Rectify, my son. Rectify. Thus spake the disciple of the golden hoop. <laughs> Not an in-joke at all. Um... So, uh, this is a weird music show with Josh. We're recording it on my phone because I left my recorder in another place. We're drinking drinks. One adult beverage and two waters. Oh, you need to refill in that adult beverage, I think. Yeah, I'm going to re-adult here. Okay, so, re-adult. Bam. <clears throat> uh, Josh Cutchin is here for, um, what is today? August, um, 4th? 5th? Uh, 5th. 2018, um, somebody requested a uh, weird music show. Since he's here, I figured we'd better do one. I try not to suck at one. Let me write down something I wanted to um, play later. I want to play Grace Chang because I like Grace Chang. Did I bring that bag? Of- no, you didn't. Um, we got Josh going to get the um, missing bag of uh, goldfish. Cheddar cheese goldfish. Missing goldfish time. Meanwhile, he says that uh, Clara Rockmore, who was, I, well, I'll wait till he gets back, but I believe. Hey, Josh, was uh, Rockmore like girlfriend of uh, Theremin for a while? Um, I wouldn't doubt it. She was, like, she was and still is sort of the gold standard of, uh, of Theremin players because she was so accurate. I mean, right, it's, people want to say, you know, theremin is like any other sort of fretless instrument, but it's it's not. I mean, because even if it's fretless, even if it's not fret, even if it is fretless, rather, you still have some basis of where you should be spatially. Right, theremin is even more difficult. It's, it's all muscle memory, and like, no one has really, in my opinion, and a lot of people's opinion, but my opinion, especially, um... She only went to counts on this show. Well, she's, she's, no one has ever matched that level of musicality and like pitch awareness that she has. Right. And every time I play for one of my classically trained musically uh, classically cla- classically trained music friends, any of her stuff, they're always just astounded at like the level of subtlety that she's getting out of it. I mean I don't right. know if you're planning on playing this, but like her yes, her, I record- am. her recording of Say Song of the Swan is, is my favorite recording. And uh, you know, Yo 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 Ma should take some notes because it's the level of subtlety and just, I mean, like, if I say musicality, that's that's an abstract term. But what, like, when I when I when people hear this, they can understand like what that means in terms of the way that she like s- gently slides into stuff, and it's just it's so subtle and beautiful. It's 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 astounding, and I I have not found a similar instrument or a similar uh, musician instrumentalist who has been able to quite replicate this level of of sensitivity that she has. It's, yeah. it's nuts. So we'll play this, and um, we'll probably talk over it. Or we'll play part of it because I can do editing. So this editing is going to be a lot of fun. So here's Clara Rockmore with the swan.
Okay. Uh, the Swan by Clara Rockmore. It's just startling that, like, we were talking about this on the way home, actually, from, uh, from meeting up with Sam Sheeran, who's a certified badass, um, and his friend. Uh, we were, Greg and I were talking about how it's really weird that some instruments are stigmatized. Yeah. And I feel like theremin sort of falls in that category. Like, people are like, oh, yeah, good vibrations. You know, oh, yeah, 50 sci-fi fills. But, like, that, to me, it, it, it says a lot about the importance of user operation, you know? Mm. Um, and the fact that, like, that a good musician can make a paper bag sound great. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, like a good it. writer can describe paint drawing and be amazing. Uh, I wanted to play something, and it, it's probably more amazing to look at as a film. Um, I'm kind of a fan of this 1950s Chinese singer called Grace Chang. Um, this is a version of of uh, Abanera from Carmen that she does, I believe, in Chinese hmm. from a 19. I don't. I don't exactly which um, re uh, which. From strikes me about that um, is is the way that musical traditions form around the languages in which they emerge. 
Yeah. So, like, the syllables of... I mean, it says Old Chinese. Was that Cantonese or Mandarin or what? Do you, do you know? Don't know. Probably Cantonese, depending... Because of the... Uh, where it was uh, produced, which was probably Hong Kong. Okay. So... Cantonese is Hong Kong, right? Yeah, I, 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 I don't... I'm... Yeah. This is a blind spot for me. Me too. Um, but I'm always struck by how musical traditions tend to enhance slash um, complement the language that they're in. So, like, you get, like for example, that's... Right, right, right. That, yeah, that's that's a romance language, and you would expect a lot of oohs and ohs and ahs, and, but if, if this is indeed Cantonese, and we might be speaking out of our collective asses here, yeah. but the style does not fit itself to that E-thin sound that so often occurs mm. in, in there. Yeah. Um, which is why I'm, you know... Which is why a lot of opera companies will refuse to translate stuff is because the actual music itself. Yeah, they didn't care about this. So this is a clip from a 1950s oh, no, Chinese it's, it's, movie. It's, it's, it's super fascinating, and I, and I, I really enjoyed it. Um, but uh, I think that there's something there's something about UFOs in there. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but there's something about art complementing language language having its own sort of shtick in there too um, that I. I really do think uh, is important. Um, UFOs. UFOs. <laughs> Travis Walton saw UFOs and was uh, taken for a week or so. <laughs> they zapped him up into the craft. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but uh, but I think that there's. I mean, it's 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 just really interesting to me always whenever you hear translations of other songs because it never it never sits right, um, or it rarely sits right. You know, mm. I mean, I think of even like have, if you've ever heard Autumn Leaves sung in English, it's like go fuck off. <laughs> Sing Autumn Leaves in yeah, French. Yeah, you know? it's it's that sort of, that sort of feeling. Um, yeah, I mean, I was listening to Maria Callas singing. Uh, which is amazing. And this isn't weird music. This is... Badass room. What's the orchestra? Number? It's funny because on the first, like, three minutes, she just enjoys the music. Yeah. Sorry this isn't weird, folks, but it's something we're really into. She just gets into the music for a while. Well, when you're at that level, you appreciate people at the same level doing something completely yeah. different, you know? Here yeah. she goes. Swing over the fences there. Yeah. <laughs> Did I ever tell you that the uh, the um, the drummer from my old brass band, his wife? Whoa, sorry. His wife was uh, is a world class, world traveling opera singer. Like no, like she like it's like in, she's like she's regularly at the Met. Ah, yeah. Uh, Dwayne Holloway, an insanely good drummer. And uh, he's he's he married uh, Jennifer Holloway. If you look up Jennifer Holloway, she's like this level of of, of performance. You know, the, the big thing if you want to really want to tell how good an opera singer is, watch and see if they can sing laying down or sitting down, <laughs> laying down especially. 
Really? Yeah, that, that's because exactly. you can't get all of it out of your diaphragm. Exactly, the amount of support. So to, to project while doing a scene where you're, the staging is you laying down, yeah. it's like, that's the holy grail of a lot of opera singers yeah. to be able to do that. Yeah, because the gravity's pulling you down here. It's all muscle. And when you hear somebody do, like, performing at, at uh, you know, her level, Kallus' level, um, doing something stage like laying down or something physically exerting that's when it's like holy cow yeah somebody's just really at the top of their game by the way we're 17 18 minutes in and we've only played two songs yeah. <laughs> it's your turn I made a list of like eight songs I'm like well I'm not gonna get around to them now um did no we, we will it's fine did we, ever, did we ever play okay so so can so I get can I get like, to the weird stuff can sure. I get well can I get too nerdy yes oh <laughs> what do you mean of well, course that's why you're here did we ever play Fnug no. Okay. Type in F N U G G. Um, so there are only have only been a handful of of tuba players who have been able to um, who have been able to make a living doing the solo tuba thing. And Oystein Bodzvik um, is one of those guys. He is immensely talented. Actually, a really super humble guy. Uh, uh, he's been to Atlanta twice for a festival, and each time I have gotten together with him and. The first time I got together with him, I was sort of the, the, the designated driver, and I drove him around with some other people. And hey, I saw him again. You? Well, I saw him again last year, and he remembered me, which was actually pretty cool for a guy. Because if 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 there's something like a tuba rock star, it's it's Oystein, and uh, he's he's a really nice guy. He's from Nor- he's from Norway, and uh, he uh, one of the big things about this particular uh, album, which has as so many tuba albums do, a super hokey cover of him, like. <laughs> Taking a drink with his tuba. The big joke in the tuba community is that, like every tuba album should have your tuba like another person. So like you're sitting on a bench with your tuba. Yes. Or like you're having a drink with your tuba. So that's this album. Um, he plays uh, Vivaldi's The Four Seasons, the solo violin part on tuba. It's startlingly good. Um, uh, on this one? <clears throat> on this album, yeah. Um, but uh, Fnug is sort of uh, Oystein's solo tune, which is this really incredible uh, uh, multi- Extended technique piece that is just like the funkiest thing in the world, um, and uh, I think everybody could kick out of it. Okay, let's try this out. Fanuke for solo tuba by Oystein Bodzvik. So he's he's, he's buzzing and, and and singing at the same time. Did you do this on the boat in New Orleans? A little. I've bit? done stuff like this before. Yeah.
Yeah, and, and the thing is, is, is the level, like how in tune, because that's, it's not hard to do that. It's hard to do it really, really, really in tune. Like he does it, and yeah. it's just, it's, it's that, to, it's that 20% we've been talking about, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, the first 80% of learning your instrument is making it palatable for everybody else, and the last 20% is making it impressive to other musicians with the same instrument. <laughs> well, there we'll all listen. That is the goal. Um, let's be extremely silly. You said you wanted to hear "Take Me to Your, to your Leader." Cha cha cha. Yes, yes. No, this is a new one to me. Okay. Um, this is by Sam Space and the Cadets, which is a most assuredly some some uh, studio group. You know, uh, it, back back to the UFO thing for a little bit. This is one of my favorites. Very early favorite. Um, "Take Me to Your Leader." Cha cha cha. It was the night on the dance in the high school gym When all at once something flashed and the lights grew dim Then with a zoom and a zip in the room Through a ship, man by man, who were two feet ten All singing Take me to your leader, cha-cha-cha Take me to your leader, cha-cha-cha Each man was made of band-aid and a bobby pin. Electric bulbs blinking where eyeballs should have been. Strange were their hands made of red rubber bands. And they said, while their feet clicked a Martian bee. Hey, Earthling. Take me to your leader, cha-cha-cha. Take me to your leader, cha-cha-cha. <laughs> I thought you'd like that song. No, it's great. Your turn. Um, Was it something we have to not get off of YouTube? uh, I don't know. Uh, Look up Iggy Pop, Asshole Rules the Navy. We played played that that before. That's a good one, though. No, but we shouldn't. It's fine. It's fine. Um, uh, Maybe we... um, I have a great version of of Lady Madonna that I'd love to play for you. Bluegrass version of Lady Madonna, but it might... It might require my iPod. I'm pretty sure it's not going to be on YouTube. Okay, but let me see. So who is it by? Jesse, J E S S E, and the G the G runs, G dash runs. Okay, I'll introduce it. So this is a song by the Beatles, <laughs> covered by a bluegrass band.
needed Madonna, baby at your breast. Wondering how you managed to feed the rest. Lady Madonna, lying on the bed. Listen to the music playing in your head. Tuesday afternoon is never ending. Wednesday morning papers didn't come. Lord, Thursday night your stockings need mending. since you played that, how about something from the CD from Liverpool to Tokyo, which is an entire CD of probably 20 songs of um, Beatles songs covered by Japanese bands in the 1960s. A, that's amazing. B, welcome to the Ladies Madonna cast. Yep. A podcast. Survey I know the four freshmen too. Probably terrible. It's already pretty terrible. I'll say four freshmen. We'll call you. That's the kind of music that uh, that white people clap on, like one and three with. Like, <laughs> Lady Madonna, uh, children. <laughs> one, two. But this one is uh, most of the music on here is transcendently amazing to me. Um, and this is sung by a woman, um, apparently Kyoko Ito. And some band called The Happenings 4, which was probably a studio band for uh, um, TV or something. Probably not. We could look it up. It's only two minutes, but this is a um, Japanese cover. Um, I think it's all in English, actually. Lady Madonna, children at your feet. It's confident, but not at the same time, which is amazing, because of the pronunciation. Killing me here. <laughs> Killing me. <laughs> well, I don't know. I hope you enjoyed that one. There's more like transcendent so, ones on the album. There's one that sounds like it should be played by in a space station in the '60s to me. I'll play it. Okay. Is this it? Which one is it? Is that one? No, that's not it. That's a that's an awfully busy space station. Yep. Which one is it? That's not it. One, two, one, two, three, four. No, not she loves you. Is this it? Oh, it's this one. This sounds like you should be hearing this on a space station when you step off the spaceship in 1968. Last night I 
It was pretty stellar. It's great. Yeah. Michio Azusa with Please Please Me. Have it's spelled the same way as Azusa in uh, east of L.A. here, the town of Azusa, which means A to Z in the USA. That's the thing? That's nice. Yeah. yeah, it's called Azusa. Huh. It was named by some city founders because it represents everything from A to Z in the USA. That is new to me. Um, yeah, yeah. We just saw something on YouTube, Fats Domino covering Lady Madonna. Oh, God, this could be terrible. <laughs> I give it the I give it the thumbs down. There's nothing different about it. Not really. Well, that was a swing and a miss. Sorry. Okay, so MC Hawking. Yes, you mentioned it earlier. I cannot believe you've not heard of MC Hawking. Mm, might a, have a brief history of rhyme. <laughs> okay, you see where this is going, right? Sort um, of. E equals ah, uh, that God. Um, do all my sh- uh, do do e equals MC Hawking. That's probably the. So this is a this is a uh, a group that did it like copy the sort of. Not to be disparaging, sort of speak and spell style of MC Hawking's. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's rap. (laughs) Oh, no, I can't wait. I think I've heard it, maybe. Oh, yeah. Damn, this is (laughs) rude. Yeah. Yo, a lot of people been asking what the Hawkman's all about. This one's for you. E stands for energy. Yo, that's me. I'm a brilliant scientist and a dope MC. Before you step to me, I'd think twice, G. Cause I'm the lord of chaos, king of entropy. You come with it. I motherfucking hope so. Cause if you're not, I got a motherfucking rope, yo. I'll string you up from a big ass tree. With a sign round your neck that says whack MC. There ain't another motherfucker hard like me. I'm a universal constant, I'm a singularity. Got Tuesday at my back with fat ass tracks. He pumps funk in the cracks and cuts wax with an X. So listen up, bitch, cause there may be a test. My style is smooth, but it's hard to digest. My science is tight, rhymes faster than light. Like a ton of TNT, I'm about to ignite. E equals MC. Come on, come on. E equals MC. What? What? E equals MC. Come on, come on. E equals MC. What? E equals MC. Come on. Come on. E equals MC. What? What? E equals MC. Come on. Come on. E equals MC. Hard. I explode like a bomb. No one is spared. My power is my mass times the speed of life squared. Close on my tip. 15 bullets in my clip. My hand rests heavy on my pistol grip. Doomsday cuts it up like a Shaolin monk. Pumping the funk in your junk trunk punk. There's no escaping here, I'm gonna beat you out of shape. Like a fucking black hole, even light can't escape. Got a mind to bust a rhyme to make your brain bleed. Other rappers talk shit, but they gotta concede. Then I'm a three sandwich eating, supermodel meeting. Step to me punk and you're gonna get a beating. So listen up bitch, cause there may be a test. My style is smooth, but it's hard to digest. My science is tight, rhymes faster than light. Like a ton of TNT, I'm about to ignite. E equals MC. Come on. Come on. E equals MC. What? What? E equals MC. Come on. Come on. E equals MC. What? E equals MC. Come on. Come on. E equals MC. What? What? E equals MC. Come on. Come on. E equals MC. Parking. Parking. Breakdown. Ah, yeah. That's right. E equals MC Hawking motherfuckers. <laughs> God damn, that was some stanky ass punk. Somebody open a motherfucking window. Your Tuesday, take us out. So much, I hate this term, novelty music. The the crux of it is, is that it's hilarious, but it's also, it works on yeah. its own. It stands on its own feet. Yeah, know? yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, there's there's two levels of this. One is like the person that doesn't know what the hell they're doing and doesn't care who, what anybody thinks. And then there's another level of like craft. Mm-hmm. And this falls in that area. Yeah, exactly. I don't know what to follow that up with. That's that was that was so amazing. That was like well, I just dropped like, the mic. <laughs> yeah, that was like fifty to sixty percent of the prison calling as an IQs all, which you introduced me to, and I worship now. Oh, you know what somebody told me about recently was um, it was on Facebook. Um, Dana Countryman, who's a um, uh, he's a musician, but he borrows heavily from uh, outsider music. I mean, he, he's Lounge, outsider, whatever, and that's what informs his uh, mm-hmm. music. Recently, uh, he posted something saying that um, one of my favorite CDs ever, my favorite albums ever, was um, by, uh, was it Brute Force? Um, Brute Force is the name of a... Uh, a 1947 Burt Lancaster film? You nope. Know? Well, that is Brute Force. Yes, it is. Glad you like that. I could have sworn you'd hear that before. Here we go. Brute Force. Stephen Friedland, born 9th, uh, September 29th, 1940s, known as Brute Force, an American singer and songwriter. He wrote and performed with the Tokens in the 1960s and wrote songs for Peggy March, Peggy March, Del Shannon, the Chiffons, the Kirkle, and others. So he's a legitimate uh, musician, or at least songwriter. He put out an album in 1967, I believe, called Confections of Love. There is a song in there called Tapeworm of Love. Have you ever heard this? Oh, God, no. Here we go. Oh, God. I have a feeling so deep inside whenever we're together. It just won't hide. It's the tapeworm of love eating my heart out over you. Whenever we hold hands, I can feel it munching. Whenever we kiss, I can feel it lunching. The tapeworm of love is eating my heart out over you. I know I should get an operation, but I enjoy the sensation. One of these days I just won't care, because my heart will not be there. Into your eyes, I can feel it snipping when we embrace. My abdomen is slipping, the tapeworm of love is eating my heart out of our gout. Even when I sleep, I know it's never resting because I dream of you. It keeps right on digesting, the tapeworm of love is eating my heart out over you. See, that's mighty fine sitar playing Mahatma. I knew you'd like that. Well, holy shit, that's the real showstopper. God. (laughs) Form of love, really? He was discovered by the Beatles. And he was put, or at least by Apple, and he was put on an album. He's known as the King of Pho. Have you ever heard that song? Let's just play a little bit of it. You look up high and you see the sky so big and blue. And you wonder why people don't worship you, Tay. You look down on the ground, and you see the flowers there, red and blue and brown. And you wonder why people don't worship you, Tay. There was a beautiful land, there was a beautiful land, there was a beautiful land called Far. And in this land there was a king. And everybody called him the fucking <laughs> And the fucking did what he wanted to do I said the fucking, he went where he wanted to go Oh, oh, mighty, mighty fucking All hell the fucking The mighty fucking All hell All hell the 
football king. You walk out on the street, you see the people and hear the pit pat of their IBM feet, and you wonder why people don't worship beauty. See the animals and plants, see the men and women do their sacred dance, all in a key ring around beauty. And everybody called him the fucking. And the fucking thought what he wanted to think. I said the fucking. He said what he wanted to say. Whoa, whoa, mighty, mighty fucking. All hail the fucking, the mighty fucking. <laughs> The tapeworm of love? Yeah, that's, <laughs> got a hole in my tapeworm. <laughs> what do I type in for you? <laughs> yeah, that's a great question. Um, I mean, there's there's this one recording of a band doing uh, when the saints go in and giant steps at the same time. The culture tune. No, I don't know it. Um, well, exactly. So I think it's really interesting and really weird and really funny, but no one listening is going to appreciate that. So, um, type in this. this but you cast, will. Well, it's your it's, choice. Yeah, type in type in a Colin C O L I N. Uh, Hodgkins Hodgkinson H O D G. Yeah, that guy. Um, so there's a fifty four twenty thirty two twenty. Uh, I don't know that recording. It's 312. It's not bad. So what this guy does, so this isn't that weird, but he's a bass player who plays like a bunch of old Robert Johnson stuff uh-huh. on bass. Wow. So he like does like... So he won't stand in the background. He actually starts playing. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you could like squeeze your hand to death because of just the tensile strength that he needs to do it. It's his, it's, he's, guy's got chops. It's not funny, but it's, it's impressive. No, impressive is good too. I don't care. I always like impressive.
That's what, uh, that's what, that's what kids these days don't get. But it really is, you know. It's not. I have no idea what to follow that up with, but um, since we were listening to a little sitar earlier, here is a, a country sitar song called Sitar Pickin' Man by Bobby Zim. I don't know who the hell that is, but this is a true novelty song. He's a cow, cut a cowboy, a pickin' up his old sit tight. With his ten gallon turban on, I'm making life a Nashville star. A country music's everywhere. Watch him charm his lasso in the air. Everybody give old hoop, sing a hand. He's a snake charming sitar pickin' man. He couldn't find a guitar for sale in the whole bazaar. So he started picking country on a beat-up cheap sitar. Pretty soon a crowd of Hindus gathered round to hear him make that way out for sound. Everybody give old hoot and sing a hand. He's that snake charming sitar Yeah, that cow cut a cowboy is moving in to music town. And he's bringing that way out Hindu cowboy sound. So if you hear some country music with a foreign twang, and work while the flyer don't mean a thing, go ahead and give old Hoop sing a hand. He's that snake charming sister man. Go to Nashville. See if you can get Chet Atkins to tune a sitar. Chet Atkins, can you tune a sitar? Here we go. Sitar Pickin' Man by Bobby Zim, which I guess was an answer to the sitar craze of the late 60s after the Beatles went to India. All right, so I don't know if you'll find this on YouTube, but I think it would be a fitting cap and counter. Mm-hmm. Play that country tuba, cowboy. Whoa. There it is. By the Vandals. Okay. Which is, was it the background? Uh, what? Background on this or screw it? Background, what? You want to say anything about the Vandals and their... And their oh, um, it, it's just, it, it's, a, it's a well-known sort of novelty group. Um, I've never seen the uh, actual... appear to be several videos here, but uh, the two playing this is quite good, It's just as, but it's just as stupid as it. Okay, so it's it's like uh, play that funky music, right? Yeah, the album is called "Play Really Bad Original Country Tunes." <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's vaguely live. Oh, okay. have made the rounds about traveling bands and redneck towns, but for tuba players, this has got to be a first. This one starts like they all do. I'd been traveling hard for a day or two, and I stopped into this joint to quench my thirst. 
Up walked this big mountain man, said, what you got there, a garbage can? I said, excuse me, that's my tuba, if you please. He said, great, play a country song so me and my buddies can sing along. And I told him I only play with symphonies. He slammed his fist and spit out his beer and his body language made it very clear. This wasn't going to be just another B-flat day. That's when he cocked his 30 out six and boy, I let out with some country licks. I never thought I'd hear my tuba play. Based your your life, your instrument, your art, my occupation. Yeah, yeah it's just <laughs> it's garbage all the way down. <laughs> oh, good, we're still recording. Uh, thank you. I got to take you to the airport now. Yeah. Um, God damn it! I'm yes. here for like two short half an hour. Feels like it. Yeah. All right, thanks, Josh. Thanks for all the fun music, and I've got a headache now from laughing. <laughs> An absolute pleasure, Greg. All right. Always <laughs> uh, Oh, we had our outro music. Do you want an outro music? Hey, you're the guest. Have an outro God, music. Because um, I wanted to hear you have you hear something else, but off the air. Paul Anka's Rock Swings Teen Spirit. Oh, I've heard this. Well, then, Perfect. It's it's the band is is killing. It's it's actually yes a really yes. a really great band. Yeah. The the smells like Dean Spirit one. Yeah. 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 Okay, makes you feel fabulous. Arrangements are so good too. Yeah, very great. Load up, load up, and bring your friends. It's fun to lose and to pretend. She's overboard, she's self-assured. Oh no, I know a dirty word. Hello, 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 how low? Hello, 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 how low? With the lights out. Less dangerous Here we are now Entertain us <laughs> I feel stupid Contagious Here we are now Entertain us A mulatto An albino A mosquito By the feelo I'm worse at what I do best And for this gift I do feel blessed And our little group has always been And always will until the end Hello, 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 how low
dangerous Here we are now Entertain us I feel stupid Contagious Here we are now Entertain us I'm a lotto An albino A mosquito My libido Again, fuck off. That's so much better than it should be. So much better than it should be. That whole album is that way, actually. Because he does, he does, uh, might as well jump. <laughs> Nothing ever gets me down. I'm gonna keep that recording for while you still talk. Oh, no. no. <laughs>